guys, welcome back to the Stories of Freedom podcast. Um, again, I know it's been a while, I said that last time, <laughs> but we have a, a guest on today, uh, Matt. Yep. So, um, Matt is new to our church, um, you're uh, Scott's brother, Scott Hammond, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I know there's a lot of people that um, go to VCF that are listening to this, so they probably know Scott from when he used to come here. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they probably do. Yeah. So yeah. So Matt, um, I I know when I um, oh and Kayla's here too. I'm I was sorry. just gonna say I'm thanks, so Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here too, guys. <laughs> I'm a little rusty at this podcast thing. I know. We haven't done it in and, a while. And so. Matt's wife. Oh, yeah. Matt's wife. I am terrible. Yeah. Today. I am terrible. <laughs> I have been so unprepared. Start over. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've been so so unprepared. We I did the I was helping out with the the children's uh, the Sunday school today, mm-hmm. and um, I wasn't planning on leading it, and Renee was going to lead it, and then Zila got sick last night, oh, no. so she decided to stay home since we have the podcast yeah. going. So I had to go through it all last night and this morning, and mm-hmm. I'm not prepared at all today for anything. So sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, I hope she gets better soon. Colston, we almost took Colston in the hospital last week because he had a fever for almost four days. Oh, and that's why they're not here this morning because he woke up finally fever free. Yeah, and uh, but I was like, eh, you're not going to be around all the other kids at church just yet. So I hope she doesn't get what Colston had. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. an eye out. Yeah, so. but uh, but yeah, Matt, um, you got up and shared a little bit of your your guys' testimony, how you found the church a couple of weeks ago, yep. and I was going to put that on the podcast. I came up and asked you mm-hmm. if I could yeah. do that. Absolutely. And I just I've been having technical issues again with the computer. <laughs> it's been the story of this mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. and I was not able to get the audio editing software to work a couple weeks ago, so I don't have that on there. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about that today, mm-hmm. but I mean, mainly today, I think it would be your Sure, your sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. I think, it, I think it would be probably a little more appropriate if I shared it afterwards, yeah. that yeah. we've got a, a little bit uh, a little bit better understanding of how how we actually arrived first in Christ and then yeah. how we actually arrived in a, in a church. Yeah, so, that sounds anyway. good. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, as far as any updates go, um, I do have, I know you guys probably, if you've been listening to the, the last episodes, uh, Terry, who I work with, mm-hmm. uh, I talked to him the other day and he wants to come on and share about his testimony of how he came to Christ, not just the, you know, he talked about his son and the right. health issues that his son has had and, and whatnot and how um, he's learned to trust God through that and stuff. But uh, he wants to actually share his testimony of how he came to Christ, which I, awesome. that's what he originally told me when, when we were talking at work and I was just blown away right. by that stuff. So it'll be interesting. Um, I think in two weeks he's going to try to come okay, down cool. and come on that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, awesome. anything new on your end before we dive into this? No? Nope. nope. All right. So hopefully we can get a little more consistent again. And okay. uh, until then, I mean, let's go ahead and get just dive right in. Matt, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let's pray first. Father, we just uh, uh, thank you, Lord, uh, for creating the atmosphere of change. Woo. Hallelujah. The atmosphere of change in all our hearts, Lord. And God, there's people out there listening today, Lord, that just need some encouragement and need to be uh, uh touched and, and, and encouraged by you today. So Holy Spirit, we just invite your presence uh, to, to come in and do just that, uh, to touch the hearts. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. And if you're tuned into this today, you are uh, not tuned in by accident. Uh, the Bible talks about the moving of the Spirit and the leading of the Spirit. And uh, uh, there are certain things that uh, only uh, uh, He can direct and, and um show you in your, in your life. So again, if you're, if you've tuned in, uh, it's for a purpose. Don't tune out. 
hear the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I was raised in a uh, uh, raised in a, a, uh, a home where we had to go to church all the time, right? And uh, it was it was difficult because uh, there was no real uh, uh, lordship uh, in in the house, but it was just kind of a uh, uh, a routine, and I'm sure there's some of you out here that have gone through the uh, the routine of church. But it always seems so. Um, and I'm listen. I'm not bashing anybody's denomination or anything like that. But we would go to this uh, church, and you go in and you do the you genuflect and you do this and you do that and you do all these other things. Uh, and there was just like this, you know, this this thing that you did. And even at a young age, um, uh, going back and forth, I. I thought to myself, well, there's, I don't, I don't get this. People come in one way and they, they go out the same. And you know, whether you're a Catholic or Protestant or what, I mean, that that kind of thing takes place in in, in everybody's church. I think that you see those types of things. But uh, I just remember that even at a young age, seeing that type of thing, and, and I thought to myself, man, that, it's, I didn't know what the word was, but it, now, I, of course, I do. It's called hypocrisy, uh, but. Um, I traveled through uh, through life even at a very young age, thinking, you know, I can't wait till I uh, I turn 18 because after that I, I I won't have to come back here again, you know. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that probably again have experienced that. But uh, um, uh, later on down the uh, down down the road, as I uh, quote matured, you know, you get to uh, 12, 13 years old, and you start uh, really pushing the boundaries and and uh, um, getting involved in in a lot of things. I made a lot of poor choices uh, at at even 12 and 13 years old that I didn't understand the ramifications of, and uh, um, uh, most of that was uh, drugs and alcohol. Even at a very young age, I started. Uh, it was present in my household. Uh, the the uh, the drug of of alcohol was very present in in our household, so we kind of thought that that was okay. You know, mm-hmm. even if you went to church, you, you you did that, it was okay. But um, it was very destructive uh, in 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 our household in uh, a lot of ways. But uh, I don't want to get too far off on that. And um, at the risk of uh, you know laying laying flowers on the grave of my sin, I'm going to have to. Uh, probably share a little bit uh, about that, but um, we we understand also that uh, God's word. The reason we do that at times is God's word says that uh, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And if there's people out there that are listening today that are struggling with that, um, hopefully this is really going to touch you, and you're going to you know probably even think that maybe I'm even reading your mail. Uh, but that's the that's the whole idea. The Holy Spirit will will, will show you these things as I'm as I'm speaking. So anyway, uh, uh, got involved in 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 smoking pot and, and drinking at a very young age. And um, uh, I came from a family of five uh, five siblings. And uh, um, my oldest brother Mark, um, he had an experience. He went to a uh, went to a revival in town at the Assembly of God there. Uh, in Chico, California, and uh, he came back uh, completely changed. Uh, and he, I remember him coming through the door, and we were we were at the house, and he came in, and he had uh, expressed to my parents that that he had received Jesus as his Savior, and that he had been born again. And uh, 
we thought, wow, uh, what's going on with this guy, you know? And um, he, was, he was very adamant about it, uh, very adamant about it. And we just kind of figured, uh, you know, you, you checked your brains out or, or something because mm-hmm. we had no understanding of, of what that meant to be born again. Uh, but I, I remember it was immediate with my brother Mark, uh, the things that had, uh, had transpired in the house. He, he, uh, he went out back and he uh, took a bunch of his rock albums and stuff like that that, uh, uh, that, 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 he, that he listened to and we all listened to. But uh, he snapped them in half and he threw them in the garbage can. And we were thinking, man, what's, what's wrong with this guy, you know? And when we asked him, he just simply said, well, there's, there's lyrical content on these, Matt, that, uh, that offend God. Um, there's stuff that they're saying on these albums that's that's not appropriate and it offends God, and that's why I'm doing it. Well, you know, we'll take them. <laughs> you know, uh, that's uh, kind of the classic thing. We'd be, we'd be happy to indulge in that. And um, um, he said, no, no, I can't, I can't do that. So uh, he and, and there was other things, you know, that he just removed out of his uh, out of his room. He was still living at the house, um, uh, and. Uh, uh, it was very, very difficult and very uh, rough for my brother at that time because, again, we, we all thought he checked his brains out. And uh, there's a scripture here that I would like to share that dovetails in, 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 in that. Uh, and if there's people out there right now that maybe you're struggling in your household, uh, you know, maybe you're the only Christian that's in the household. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, there's a scripture that uh, God, uh, God uh, shows us here. In uh, uh, Matthew ten thirty four, and it says, "Do not think that I came to bring a peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Mm-hmm. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter in law against her mother in law. And a man's enemies will be those in his own household. And he who loves father or mo- uh, mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me." And, and, and he who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it, and he who loses his life uh, for my sake will find it. And um, here Jesus is telling us uh, he's not attacking the, 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 the family relationship here. He's just simply saying that uh, don't allow any relationship, no matter how intimate, to interfere with your personal relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what was happening with my brother. We became enemies uh, uh, to him. We were in his own household. Uh, but because we enjoyed our sin and we loved our sin, we weren't re- willing to relinquish that sin. And we thought it foolish that he would be uh, you know, doing this other stuff. It, it seemed to be no fun. <laughs> right. yeah. little, little did we know. Uh, little did we know. So anyway, uh, after uh, a lot of uh, persecution and a lot of uh, uh, just a, kind of a lot of horrible things that uh, that we did, uh, uh, my brother Mark, uh, he stood his ground. And uh, again, if you're that person, if you're just like my brother Mark, and you're the one that's standing the ground in a, in uh, uh, in hopes that uh, other people will will come to Christ. Uh, understand this, that that's exactly what God is doing. He is using you as an example in that household to demonstrate the love of Christ uh, to, uh, to the family members. And um, that's exactly what happened because it wasn't too much longer after that that my next, uh, the next brother in line, um, Steve, he gave his heart to the Lord and he began to serve God. And all of a sudden um, it was, you know, things were, things were beginning to take place. Now, 
uh, I still avoided my brother Mark like the plague because of what he would always, you know, he would always uh, share. And I'm sure there's some of you out mm-hmm. there that you've got family members that are avoiding you like the plague. Mm-hmm. But again, um, uh, God's using you as a light in the midst of that darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't give up. Uh, be passionate about serving Christ. Keep pressing in and pressing forward because God is doing business with those family members. Uh, understand also that the drinking and the drugs and the life that we were living, uh, they, don't, they don't get better. That never gets better. Uh, a life in Christ always uh, gets better. I mean, there, you have your struggles and your, your, your ins and your outs and ups and downs and stuff, but uh, your, your, your life in Christ should become consistent and, and directional. Uh, and it's something that, uh, that, they, that, they, that they desire in their own lives. So fast forward a little bit. Um, uh, every time I would see that my brother's car was there in the house, I would keep going. And, wow. and um, I'm 16 years old at this time. And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm head over heels uh, in, in sin with the drugs and, and everything else. And I'm in the house. Uh, Mark's car wasn't there that day, so I, I, I came in the house, and I'm getting a bite to eat, and I hear the front door open, and I go, oh, no, you know, <laughs> because there's just this real awkwardness, and that's exactly what happens uh, when uh, darkness is in the presence of light. Mm-hmm. It becomes very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Did he know you were always trying to avoid him? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, everybody, yeah. everybody was always trying <laughs> yeah. to avoid him. But the beautiful thing is, uh, because he was making a stand, mm-hmm. because he was praying and fasting mm-hmm. and seeking salvation for his family members. Guess what? Um, it 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 works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When when you have the power and authority of Jesus Christ in your life as a born again believer. Uh, things change in a prayer life. Things mm-hmm. change in the midst of fasting and praying for family members, and it, and it certainly did that. <coughs> so there was something uh, that happened that day, though, and in the midst of my cringing, I knew he was coming up behind me in the kitchen. Hey, Matt, how you doing today? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, here it comes. <laughs> uh, and, and I knew that... Um, I knew that there was something very different about my brother. I just, I just didn't want to receive it at the yeah. time. So um, he began to talk to me, and something happened that day. There was that, that wall, that, that awkwardness just began to kind of dissipate and fall. And mm-hmm. uh, I felt myself actually opening up to what he was telling me. And he, he asked wow. me, Matt, have you ever heard the gospel? And I said, you know, I'm thinking, oh, um, you know, church and this. I'd never heard the gospel. Yeah. I'd been in and out of that church my whole life, and 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 I I didn't know what the gospel was. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. I, I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which which one is yeah. that? Yeah, you know. And um, he just he just shared it with me, and uh, uh, it showed me my need. You know, he just demonstrated uh, uh, our sin nature, and uh, that uh, you know we were in need of a savior. You know, much like a uh, a lifeguard, uh, you know, jumps off the uh, jumps off the the uh, podium there and goes out in the water and throws a ring around you, drags you back. Well, what was going on? Well, uh, I I was drowning, and you know, you, there's a, a a dynamic there that's set in the midst of that. I was drowning, and the lifeguard threw uh, you know threw the ring around me. So you know, what the lifeguard do for you? Well, the lifeguard saved me. You know, a doctor calls me into the office, says, hey, look, the, 
look at the uh, blotches here on the x-rays, you know, we gotta, we gotta get you in and get you in immediately, you know, you, you got lung cancer, well, he cuts it out and you'd say that doctor did what? He, he saved you, right? Yeah. So the, the, he, he just presented the dynamic of, of my need for, uh, for uh, salvation, you know, have you ever told a lie? Have you ever, right. you know, you, you, all these gospel. things that, mm-hmm. yeah, all these things that I had to answer to uh, and, and it demonstrated my need for a savior. And then he said, Matt, would you like to receive Jesus today? And you know, there was no awkwardness there at this time. There was no fight anymore. And I said, you know what? Whew. I said, yeah, I think I'd like to do that. And he said, uh, because of the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, thought of somebody coming through that door right then, because my parents were very opposed to the Protestant uh, religion, mm-hmm. so to speak, and, and uh, the life that my, had happened to my brother, we went in the back room, and I'll never forget it. And um, there's, a, there's a story I need to actually share with you so I can correlate this. Uh, to anybody out there who, who maybe doesn't have that personal relationship with the Lord yet that I feel is very, very important. And that is that when I was five, my father took me, uh, took me in the back room and, or it took me into the kitchen, rather. And he said, uh, uh, son, don't, don't ever put anything in that light socket there. You can't see it, but I promise you this, you'll, you, you'll, you'll feel it. It's very dangerous yeah. and it could hurt you. And I said, yes, dad, I, I, I won't do that. And, you know, a couple weeks went by and I thought to myself, you know, I wonder if that is really true. And so I went over and I got a steak knife out of the drawer. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, and there's a little bit of that to everybody. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's really true. And, you right. know, I walked over there. I walked over there and I stuck that steak knife into that light socket. And within a, uh, a millisecond, mm-hmm. I went from wondering and thinking to coming to a place of experience yeah. right. in my life. Right. I am not an electrician today because of an experience that <laughs> yeah. I had that nobody can talk me out of. You're not going to tell me, oh, hey, uh, go stick a knife in there. You'll be fine. No, right. no, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it is with this next uh, uh, situation that we're in. And I go in the back room and my brother prays with me. And I didn't feel anything, you know, just anything, you know, super duper or anything, but I just felt, you know, oh, wow, I, ne- I needed to do this. And I confessed Christ uh, as as my savior. And, uh, and then I needed him and repented of my sin and, and then he said, Matt, now I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna pray for you specifically for for certain things. And I remember getting down on my knees, and my little brother or my older brother Mark, filled with the Holy Ghost, walks over and he laid hands on me. He laid his hand on top of my head. And let me tell you something. I went from wondering and thinking to a place of experience right there. I felt the power of a living God come into me and just really begin to deal with me and just immerse me in his presence and I was weeping and sobbing and and crying and uh, nobody's ever gonna take that from you when that takes place you know and uh, um, uh, it was uh, it was it was quite a deal because even though I had that experience the, the, the problem, the issues that arose right after that were is that uh, my brother wasn't allowed to disciple me in the household um, because of the, just the tension there and the, it, would, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have gone over. However, um, uh, I knew that God had, had created that 
situation specifically to demonstrate his presence in my in in this world and in, and where he could be in my life. So what happened was, and this is something that uh, I'm I'm sure that somebody out there needs to hear, is that. Um, the Bible says, uh, as a as a newborn babe, you desire the pure milk of the Word, and if you get born again, if you're trusting in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you're not getting into the Word, you're not growing in Christ, and if you're not growing in Christ, you become sickly, um, just kind of like a uh, you know when a wolf. The the Bible talks about the devil uh, roaming around uh, like a uh, you know like a lion or like a ravenous wolf. And he's looking uh, for people that are in that flock that are malnourished. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones that he can come after. And so it was with me. I did not get into God's word after I had my encounter with Christ. And what that did was uh, it, it uh, weakened me. It weakened me in a lot of ways. And before I knew it, I was hooked back up with the same mm -hmm. people that I was rolling with before. So it was almost... Um, uh, immediate that I started back in uh, smoking pot and drinking and yeah. going out and carousing. But make no mistake, um, the experience that I had with Christ in that back room was always in the back of my mind. It was undeniable. Fast forward um, through years, uh, then I just, of course, it just snowballed. And I'm sure some of you in here, you've, you've experienced probably maybe some backsliding or something in your life where you're just, you know, you did the wrong thing. Anyway, so uh, it really kind of alienated me uh, from the relation. Of course, it alienated me from the relationship that God really wanted to have with me. <coughs> and uh, so uh, it took a long time, uh, but uh, by the time I was 37, after uh, undergoing uh, many years of, of wretched addiction, um, uh, to uh, methamphetamine, 16 years of methamphetamine, wow. and uh, and uh, a lot of other stuff that accompanies that. Uh, I just came. I was a train wreck. I was just an absolute train wreck at 37. But again, the whole while, uh, in the back of my mind, I just kept remembering that time in that back room. Whoo, man! Give me a second. When you're 37 years old, and any dream you've ever had, any self-worth that you've ever had, uh, is revolves around uh, a glass pipe and a bottle of booze. Um, you wonder, man, do I want to live anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, what do I want? Uh, what, 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 what's this all about? It started off fun. It was a blast. Man, I loved being promiscuous. I loved doing the drugs. I loved all that. But uh, um, for lack of a better term, it, 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 you know, it sucks now. I can't get up out of bed without it. And that's the thing about sin. It says it takes you. Um, it takes you... Uh, takes you out of the you know takes you out of the world and it says surely your sin will find you out it will find you out um, God's plan for your life is to be in service to Him and experience genuine joy 
and genuine um, direction in your life, Satan has a counterfeit, and his counterfeits are uh, manifest themselves in drugs, in finances, in things that really um, create a certain amount of happiness for a time, and then they bring misery. And that's exactly where I was, was I was in misery. I don't want to live anymore. I, I you know, I'm 37 years old. Um, everything that I own is in the back of an 82 Chevy pickup that's barely making it down the road. And I am just got fired from my job in California. I'm going to shorten this up because we're kind of running a little long. But I had just gotten fired uh, from my job in California and uh, basically blackballed uh, from California because I, I was an iron worker at the time. And you're not going to get a job once they find out you're doing dope on the job. It's just not going to happen because the first thing they're going to do is call your old employer and then the cat's out of the bag. Right. So anyway... Uh, so I'm driving to uh, driving up to uh, uh, Washington State, where my cousin told me that he, I could come up and stay with him, uh, and I could look for work up there. I just called him up and told him, you know, hey, and he said, yeah, come on up, and he knew what was going on, but I thought I was being pretty clever, <laughs> you know. And on my way out of town, I'll never forget, I, I I went and I visited my dealer and I bought a I bought a big bag of, a big bag of dope, and down down the road I went. And what should have been about a 12 to 14 hour drive turned into about two weeks. Um, and anybody who's ever done that garbage would know why that is. Mm -hmm. And uh, But here's the beautiful thing is that uh, when I arrived in uh, Washington, I, uh, I had completely run out of dope. And now I was, uh, you know, uh, again, 14, 15 hours away from, from getting more of it. And uh, I didn't have any money and I didn't have the gas. And it was a beautiful thing that God had orchestrated because it separated me uh, from the past that I was unable to get out of myself. And that's the beautiful thing about the Lord is uh, he'll, he'll do those things that, that seem to be impo that are impossible for you, but then he'll require you also to do the things that you can do something about. You know, he wants you to take that uh, step forward and, 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 uh, um, and do that. So anyway, I got just outside of town and uh, I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm completely out of dope. And anybody who knows, again, who's, who's done this stuff, you know what that feels like. And you know the emptiness of that and, and the, just the despair of that. Uh, and I'm driving down the road and I said, I'm just going to drive down this gravel road. And as it turned out, uh, this little gravel road did a great big horseshoe loop and right back into this little farm town called Waitsburg where, where I was going. And um, uh, on that back gravel road, whoo! I said, God, I'm done. I don't want to live anymore. But I remember what you did for me in that back room. And if you could still use me, Lord, I could sure use you. And I opened up the door of my truck at about 30 miles an hour. And I threw all that paraphernalia right out the door. And I said, I'm done, Lord. 
And I felt this release, kind of this release of my heart. Still hurting, still had some issues, but I, I just felt this release in my heart and uh, said, I'm, I'm done. And uh, drove down the road and ended up in Waitsburg where I, uh, I uh, moved in with my cousin Fred. God bless him, he opened up his house to me in the midst of that struggle. And uh, I went down and I bought a Bible. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing, God. And, and, and I went to Walmart and I got a Bible, a little $3 Bible. And I opened it up and I started reading it. And I came across these scriptures. And all of a sudden, they were making perfect sense. It was like he was speaking right to me. It's like he's talking to me. And uh, I found out later there's a scripture, I believe it's in Corinthians, that says that to those that are perishing, the cross is foolishness and that there is a veil. The context is, is there's a veil that's placed over your eyes. Mm -hmm. And when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he comes inside and it's just like he lifts the shades on your, mm -hmm. on your living room. You know, you can now see what's outside. And so it was for me, I, I, I lifted, the veil came off and I started reading the Bible and it was like, oh my word, the, the words are just jumping off of the page at me. Man, this is exactly what happened to me when I did this, or you know these scenarios and circumstances in the Old Testaments and stuff like that. You know, if you ever read the Old Testament, man, it is it is uh, uh, filled with uh, uh, folks who got some serious problems, yeah. <laughs> and and I love that about God's Word because there's not a bunch of perfect people in God's right. Word. The very people that God honors in His Word struggled and had horrible, wretched. Uh, sins that they committed, but God, but God used them. I mean, um, uh, talk about dysfunctional families. I mean, read some of these things, and boy, it was just so refreshing to understand and to now know that I was, I was in good hands because I was so dysfunctional myself. You know. So anyway, came across a verse. Uh, uh, it wasn't very. It was pretty short. After that, it said, "Be no longer conformed to this world." but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me back up. It's uh, Romans 12, uh, uh, 1 through 2. Let me read the whole thing. It says, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies wholly a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. And be ye no longer conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, if, you, if, if that seems a little complex to you, it's just simply like this. Um, use your your body uh, and your time here on earth to glorify God. Mm -hmm. Don't don't Amen. go back into the old same old garbage. Okay, but but get a new mindset. And the way you get a new mindset is that you begin to read God's word and apply it mm -hmm. to your life. Uh, and that's that's where the real change comes because from the time we're very young, we sit in front of a television set or we watch our neighbors or we do this or we do that, but we're watching people, how they interact and stuff, and especially on the television, that is extremely inappropriate and it breaks the heart of God, but you don't know that. Uh, your conscience may convict you a little bit, but the more and further that you get into that, like, uh, uh, for instance, like uh, um, sexual immorality, um, you know, or, you know, any, any of that stuff, it starts off 
you know, they show it on television as being, oh, it's fun and good. And, and then you partake of it. And yeah, it is fun. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow, this is good. But that's out of the context that God wants you to, to operate in. And then it doesn't, it's not good anymore. Then it becomes a burden. And then it becomes a real uh, place of dysfunction in your life. But when it's done in the context, it's correct. So as I'm reading God's word, and I'm seeing all this stuff, you know, be no longer, uh, Romans uh, 13, 13, uh, be no longer drunken, uh, drunk uh, or high. You know, they didn't have meth back then, but you just insert that word. Uh, don't, don't do that anymore and make no provision for the flesh. Yeah. I'm just giving you those kind of examples that I was now applying in my life to, to bring the freedom that I, that I really needed. And um, that's exactly what I did. The application of God's word. See, now I was reading God's word. Now I was in a place where I really desired God's word because right. the life I was living was absolute garbage. So, um, um, so, so, so there it is. And you know, I, I, I kept, I kept reading and kept applying. And the thing about it is, is it, we need to understand too, is God meets you where you're at. You don't have to clean up for God. I didn't clean up for God on that back road. Lord, the, the Lord knows where I, where I was at. I mean, I had all kinds of garbage in that truck. It wasn't just meth pipes and, and uh, scales and all my paraphernalia. It was, it was much more than that. I had a lot of garbage in there. But here's what God did. As I began reading his word, and I'm just going to be right up front here, um, one of the things that goes along with the addiction, of course, is, is um, uh, pornography and things like that. And I had that, and, you know, and I was reading along the, in God's word where it says, if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery with her already. You know what? Um, God didn't want me looking at that garbage. Right. Uh, that, uh, that, that was designed for an intimate moment between uh, my wife and I, uh, when I, when I, you know, when I, down the road. And this stuff was just polluting that. So what I did was I took that stuff out. I said, okay, God, um, you're working here. I'm going to take this stuff out and I'm going to destroy it. And that's what I did. Wow. And by doing that, by doing that, it created a freedom in my heart because I was responding to what God was telling me to do. Uh, the Bible says that you, you shall know the truth and it's the truth uh, that will make you free. The truth will make you free. And that, what that means is you're reading God's word and what he says is true. And if he's telling you to do something, he's pricking your heart, mm -hmm. you just simply say, yes, Lord, and respond to what he's telling you to do. Repent, turn from your sin, and then bear fruit in keeping with that repentance. For me, that was going out. I heard it. I went out and I destroyed it. And then I didn't look at it anymore. And I didn't buy it anymore. And because I was obedient to that, God changed my heart. Mm -hmm. Be no longer conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Still had a big chew of Copenhagen in my lip. Now, listen, I'm not dissing anybody yeah. out there. I'm just simply saying I'm speaking in the eye here. This is how God dealt with me, okay? Matt is, uh, uh, how, how are you doing today kind of thing. I'm doing great, Lord. How are you? And this is wonderful. I'm just having this amazing, uh, um, uh, what do you what, what, what's it, what I want to say here? Uh, just this amazing time uh, with the Lord. Uh, and God is really filling me and guiding and directing me, my honeymoon, if you will, with the Lord. And uh, he's saying, you know, Matt, that, that stuff that, that, that you're putting in your lid there, um, you'd probably walk through a snowstorm for that, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I would. <laughs> I really would. I, I had a pretty bad addiction to that. He goes, well, 
I don't want you doing that because it's it's not good for you. It's not it's not healthy for you. And by the way, here's a here's a here's the scripture. You know, present your bodies holy, living mm-hmm. sacrifice, which is your reasonable service. So there's some things, Matt, that I'm going to ask you to give up that you need to respond to because it's not going to do you good down the road. Right. Was I saved and going to heaven? Absolutely. But there's things that God doesn't want in our life, mainly bondage and addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that thing might look like, it could be a TV, it could be a you know, it could be a pot pipe, it could be a, a booze, whatever whatever it is, or tobacco. I mean, God doesn't want you bond, in bondage to it because of what it's going to produce down the road. Mm-hmm. So, um, just began to continue to respond, and then of course I I said, uh, you know, God began to show me uh, Hebrews ten twenty five. Uh, no, uh, you know, don't forsake the gathering of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I knew what that meant. <laughs> you know, I knew I knew what that meant. And I, 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 I lived, I tried to live a Christian life years ago outside the, uh, uh, the, the uh, interaction with other Christians right. and God's word. And that didn't work out so well. So this time we were going to do it right, uh, given my circumstances. Uh, this, this was a, a real heart change. So I uh, flopped open the phone book, and uh, um, it landed right on churches. And I looked down, and there was Assembly of God in, in Dayton, Washington. And uh, looked there. It had the time, so I showed up there on that Sunday morning. And I walked in the door of this little little church, and uh, whoo! <laughs> Pastor Virgil Derrick. Uh, reminds me a lot of Pastor Leo. It's really yeah. interesting. The uh, uh, it's they're almost a mirrored image. If you if I had a picture of him here, you guys would go whoa. <laughs> uh, but cowboy boots, uh, no tie, just a <laughs> nice dress shirt, and and he preached right 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 from the hip. God's word. That's what that's what he preaches in the in the leading of spirit. Well, he come off. He saw me coming through the door, and you know there's 25 30 people in this church. He saw me coming through the door, and he. His eyes just leveled off at me, and he beelined it straight for me, you know. And uh, and he stuck his hand out. He said, "I'm I'm I'm Pastor Virgil Derrick," and he shook my hand, and uh, um, and his whole family just engaged me, you know. Right. And uh, that's that's the same feeling that we had when we came here to yeah. Valley Christian Fellowship. Was Pastor Leo stuck his hand out? It was like it was confirmation. I'm getting to that how yeah. we knew this was our church. <laughs> yeah. uh, Pastor Leo is. Uh, a man of God, and you know uh, a man of God by the fruit that is in his life. Um, uh, you you hear a sermon from somebody, and you can you can tell whether or not they've spent time with the Lord or not, mm-hmm. uh, because it will uh, edify everything that God is also taking you through in life, or or maybe not everything, but it'll it'll pinpoint certain things that God is dealing with you in. And that's the reason we come to church is to be edified. We have our own personal relationship with Jesus throughout the week and the things that God has been teaching us and training us in, we'll walk into that, we'll walk into that church and sit down and it comes from the pulpit. The same thing. It just continues to edify. That's called supernatural leading of the Holy Spirit. That's the most beautiful thing in the world is when people say, well, how do you know God's real? Let me, first off, I experienced him you know, in that back room. I knew that I knew that it was a God was real. I began reading his word and it bore witness to what was already inside of me and just magnified everything that was going on in my life. Well, that's just crazy. Well, yes, it is crazy. It absolutely is crazy. And it's crazy amazing. 
I love it. I, I, I don't, listen, if I could be talked into coming to church or talked into salvation by somebody on the street, I could be talked right out of it again. Right. But when it comes in and it's supernatural, when it happens to you supernatural and you start reading God's word and you and you get your eyes open and the, you walk into a church and the same, how, how does he know what I'm reading in the Bible out of all these things? <laughs> well, he doesn't, but the Holy Spirit does. And that's the confirmation you get with that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And the other thing is, is that Jesus Christ gives us hope. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans, whoo, hallelujah, that I have for you, saith the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Whoo, there to give you a future and a hope. And that hope is that one day we're going to be out of this world and that we're going to be in the presence of God, the, the one who wrote this Bible, the one that's affirming me right now, even as I speak and the direction in my life, my family, and everything else, all the, all the instruction that's in here, um, uh, it's good to be saved. Amen. It's good to be saved. And uh, I told you I'd share a little bit about how we found this church. I'll just try and make this brief, and we'll, we'll wrap it up. But, um, but, uh, oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> but uh, my wife and I... Uh, I'd been I'd been here working for quite some time with my little brother on uh, at his company, and I'd been going around and I'd been looking at churches, you know, walking in and, and sitting down and listening to the message and stuff, and uh, just wanting to know that feel that confirmation of just like what I spoke about about you know what I've been reading is it being confirmed from the pulpit is the word being taught from the pulpit I I don't want to be a part of a social club and unfortunately there's a lot of quote churches out there that are that that are just that i mean it's a you know uh, it's a more of a social club than it is um coming in and being challenged by the word of god and directed by the word of god and affirmed by the word of god and that's what you're looking for if you're looking for a church you want to be challenged there should be things that are going on in your life that god's changing uh, because that's the Christian life. He wants to conform us more and more to his image. And you only conform when you're challenged. You don't conform sitting on a, uh, sitting in a pew and throwing some money in a, in a, in a, in a bucket when it comes by. And you're conformed by reading God's word, applying it in your life, and having that affirmed and practiced in, in your church. And so it was when I came into this church. Now, I've been here before years ago. Uh, uh, my brother was uh, going to this church, and we'd come, and uh, uh, I listened to the word, and it was a good word. And uh, so I said, you know, I'm going to go back there, and let's, let's see what's going on there. And I called my wife that night, and I go, you know what, honey? I think uh, I think I found our church. Uh, the people there are just uh, really warm and, and not just warm like, hey, how you doing? Glad you're here. But they really embrace you. And uh, a fellow by the name of Bill here, he just burst on me. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> Bill gets everyone. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, a, a better example uh, of, of uh, follow-up and, um, mm -hmm. and um, uh, just a zeal and zest for the Lord. Um, uh, that that's found in that in in that fellow. There's just no question. He he's a he's a he's a bird dog for the Lord. If oh, uh, yeah. if you're if you're hurting, if you're if you're in need of something, uh, look behind you because there's Bill. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and we figured that out very quickly. But I said, hey, uh, my wife's coming the next weekend, so she came. And uh, we, we, we came into the church, and we came in expecting, and uh, uh, we came, we came uh, and, and God delivered. And uh, we sat down in the, in the uh, pew, and uh, we weren't hearing a, uh, uh, a, um, a pep talk. Uh, we were hearing the word of God, and uh, we were seeing the demonstration of the gifts of the Spirit, which are present in the book of Acts. Jesus taught them. They're practiced in the book of Acts, which is the, uh, uh, which is the blueprint for the church, and they're expounded upon in the epistles. And I told you that to tell you this, that's called doctrine. And if those things are present in the church, and they need to be for the church to function health, healthy, and be healthy, uh, those things need to be there. And we were seeing all three of them, boom, 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 just over and over and over. And, I, and, I, and when Pastor Leo started preaching, I go, man, is that Pastor Virgil up there? Or is that Pastor, uh, is that Pastor Steve, our, our, our pastor from our, our last church, which happens to be her dad? And I mean, right out of God's word, leading of the spirit. And uh, there were some things that, that they were saying. And wouldn't you know it, the, the, here's the thing. My wife got saved uh, uh, August 1st of 2010. And when she got saved, um, she came out of a very similar life that, that I had come out of. Um, but her testimony, maybe someday we can get her to share it and bring your, <laughs> yeah, bring your Kleenex when you do, because it, mine's, mine's nothing in comparison to hers. But anyways, when she got saved, she finally surrendered her life to the Lord. It was in, at uh, New Life Fellowship in uh, Longview, Washington. And when she was driven up to the altar uh, to the song, My God is Mighty to Save, and when she, when she gave her heart to the Lord, we have the DVD of it of her going down and up front with her brother and her brother praying for her, and she's up there sobbing and weeping, and God delivered her from the meth, the smoking, uh, everything, all in one one shot, boom, gone, boom. Wow. And again, He deals with us all in different ways. Mm-hmm. Some some things we need to work through, mm-hmm. and there's a there's a there's a place for that because it creates a. Uh, uh, a sense of redirection in our life. Quick example, two guys get in a, a, an elevator and they go up to the Empire State Building, right? Or two guys go in the Empire State Building. One gets in the elevator, one gets in the stairwell. Uh-huh. But who, who appreciates the view more when you get to the top? Absolutely. And and there's there's a beauty in that, in what I'm trying to say in the sense that this is, the guy who gets to the top in the stairwell goes, hey, where's the guy in the elevator? What he do? He came up. Look, hey, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Some of us need an elevator ride. Okay. The, some of us need to get in the stairwell in certain things in our life, and God knows that, and He knows our heart. Because when we're in the stairwell, we get to the top where we're going and going. Man, the view's beautiful up here. And oh, by the way, I'm never going down that stairwell again. Right. Yeah. Right. And there's beauty in that. So just. Don't be thinking, oh, well, God didn't take that from me. Well, you know what? There's certain things that God did take from you. But he made himself known to you and present to you. Be ye no longer conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Present your body's holy living sacrifice. Sometimes we've got to do a sacrifice. So um, anyway, so I kind of rabbit trailed there, and I apologize for that. But I think it it needed to be said there's somebody out there that just needed to hear that. If you're in the stairwell... um, that's okay. It's okay to be in the stairwell. Just just keep these two words in mind while you're in the stairwell. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. 
whatever God is showing you, whatever he's walking you through, and it may be very difficult. It may be uh, typically something in the family or some grave thing that's happened to you. Understand God's got you in the stairwell for, for a reason. Mm-hmm. You need to respond. Yes, Lord. And then show me, Lord. Right. Show me, God, I, I want to be out of this as soon as possible. <laughs> you know, whatever it takes, Lord, to get my heart changed, because ultimately that's what's going to produce the, the, the peaceable fruits of righteousness right. in my life. Uh, so whatever that looks like to you, Lord. And, um, and so going back to uh, get, finding the church, and then, you know, of course, we're, we're here, and the, the worship song that starts off is Mighty to Save. <laughs> and I look over at Tracy, and she looks at me, and we're going, okie dokie, you know, all righty. You know, I got, we got this smiling, Holy Ghost-filled yeah. preacher who come up and shook our hands. You know, you just feel the love of God on him. And then this is starting, and I'm going, huh, hmm. And Tracy starts smiling and looking at me. And then a gal comes up and she gives a word. What's her? What's the gal's name that gave the word today? Janice. Oh, Janice. Yeah. Janice. Love Janice. Uh, Janice, if you're listening, thank you for bringing your gifts because it edifies the body. Look at that in uh, Corinthians if you get a chance, 13 and 14. So uh, anyway, she came up and she spoke a word. And that word that she spoke was the same almost verbatim exact word that was spoke over her when she was on the altar uh, uh, eight years ago in in Longview, uh, Washington. And again, we're talking about supernatural here. This is about having that personal relationship with the Lord. Uh, nobody told anybody. We're right. 700 miles away, and the same song's coming up. The same uh, the same word is is, is spoken. And Tracy and I are both almost in tears over there going, well, could it, could it, could it get any better? And then she goes home and she's cleaning out her, her, uh, her Bible cover and she opens it up and she pulls these cards out. Now she is a CNA and she had uh, a, a associate pastor that she took care of in his, his, uh, at, the, at the hospice and he, he went to be with the Lord. And he gave her the remainder of the cards that he had. And they, mm-hmm. it was just a card that he used to hand out to people, not forcefully just said, hey, listen, can I share something with you that changed my life? And he would hand him the card. And on the back was a sinner's prayer. And, and uh, on the other side, she flips it over and she shows it to me. And uh, it says, Valley Christian Fellowship, <laughs> Longview, Washington. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> And both of us are just sitting there with our jaws dropped. We already knew we were coming to church here, but God just said, you know what? This is the place that I have set up for you guys to serve. This is where you're going to come. This is where you're going to bring your gift and, and serve in, in this community. Just more affirmation. So again, it's, it's just, I can't ex- express it enough how beautiful it is to have supernatural relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, we could sit here and talk for seven or eight days about how God has intervened, as I'm sure oh, he yeah. has in your life, yeah. has intervened in just these specific times in your life where you know there's all, it's God. There's no right. way right. that anybody could possibly know about that. Right. Listen, I'm driving my th- third free car. Um, You know, I've had these things happen to me in my life that have just, and it's not because somebody knew it. It's because God already knew it and he laid it on somebody else's heart to do that for you. And you go, man, there's no way I could have done that. And yet here here God is meeting your need. So 
to, to, to in closing, uh, life without Christ, life with Christ, there is no comparison. Yeah. Yeah. There is no Amen. high like, like the most high. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Nothing like it. Wow. So anyway, um, if that's it, can we, can we close, in, uh, close in prayer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say, I mean, like I, like, I feel like I'm just like, like I can feel just like how yeah. much you love Christ. Like mm -hmm. when you talk, like I can just, like, I could just, I don't know how to explain it. Other right. than like, I could just feel just how much you love the Lord. Yeah. And I just think you're, you're going to make me cry. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like your story is so beautiful solely because of how much glory it brings the Lord. Amen. Because, I mean, we're created for his glory, yeah. you know. I mean, and, you know, your example of, uh, you know, the elevator versus the stairwell. I uh -huh. mean, like, God knows exactly how we each need to be sanctified, mm -hmm. you know, and exactly what he puts us through that's going to bring him glory. Yeah. And it's just, it's just your story is just so beautiful just because of how much it brings him glory. Thank and it's Jesus. just, I mean, ugh. <laughs> yeah, the Lord, the, Lord, yeah. the Lord is good. Yeah, good. I mean, he is so good. I mean, just, I mean, what he's brought you out of, the providence that he's given you guys, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just a God thing, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. he's just, he's so Amen. good. Okay, I, I've just got one last thing. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit long-winded, but, you know, the <laughs> Lord laid fine. this, listen, the Lord laid this on my heart, and, and there, there, there's some, there's some people out there that are listening today, um, that uh, need some encouragement in this area. I believe that there's mothers out there uh, who are struggling and wondering, man, I've been praying for my kids. I've mm -hmm. been, I've been, and fathers even, you know, we've been praying for our kids and he's in prison and blah, 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 this. And, and this kid's doing this and they're on there, you know, they're, they've got four children by, you know, different, uh, different men and all this stuff that's going on in your your kids' lives, um, and you you just don't understand it, and you need some encouragement this morning. And that encouragement um, uh, will come from God's word. And mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a, uh, a passage of scripture um, in Isaiah's chapter 49, uh, and it starts in in verse uh, 24, and it's um, uh, it's God dealing with. Uh, uh, with with the Jews, as they're in captivity and they're 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 wondering and whining and wondering why, God, are you hearing me? Are are you hearing us? What's what's happening? Why is there all this stuff going on? Are you not listening? And and uh, it says here, and this is a refrigerator uh, scripture for um, parents with their kids out there in the world. It says, uh, "Shall the prey be taken from the mighty, or the captives of the righteous be delivered?" But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save your children. And uh, that, is a, that is a promise, I believe, from the Lord um, uh, for this, these very things that are going on in the lives of your children right now. Understand this, that you serve a, uh, a mighty God. And just like God, it took 37 years for God to change my heart. Uh, God knew where I needed to be to be in complete submission to right. him. And listen, if your kids are out there and they've got a needle in their arm or they're in, a, you know, they're in the prison and they're facing all this turmoil and stuff, understand this, God's doing business with those kids. God is bringing those children to a place 
of repentance in their life. Uh, they need to uh, experience the garbage of this world before they can look up uh, and, and, and look for some hope and look for some help. Um, uh, we are uh, continuing to stand on this scripture as two parents who have uh, two children who were deep in heroin addiction, deep, deep in heroin addiction. When I married uh, my lovely bride, Tracy, here, she used to sleep with the uh, police scanner right by her bed, wondering mm -hmm. if her kids would be the next one on the overdose call. Mm -hmm. um, because we would hear the overdose call typically a couple of times a week. And she would lay there and weep, wondering if her children uh, were going to ever change. And, and uh, God brought us that scripture. I'll contend with those that contend with yours, and I will save your children. Here's the power of that. Uh, both of those kids are four years clean from heroin. Wow, they both God. have jobs. They're both, uh, they're both getting their children back. They're getting their lives back on track. Listen, they're not exactly where they need to be, but neither was I on that back road. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the beautiful thing about you know what? I love the Apostle Paul when he said... Um, Christ came into this uh, world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Mm -hmm. And Paul's, uh, as Paul continues to walk through scripture, you see Paul starting off uh, talking about the Lord. And then when he, as he gets to his last book, you see his, the longer he's walked with the Lord, the more he sees his need for Christ. And so it is with us as believers, we see our, need for Christ more and more and more. And certainly we reflect back on our lives and go, wow, God, you saved me from that. I was heading to hell on that day, but you saved me from that situation and allowed me and, you know, had mercy on me so that I could uh, come to a place of repentance, you know, right. and, and our kids are at that place also, you know, they, they're not there yet. You know, they're still living and doing some things that, uh, yet, that, that's the key yet, word. That's yet. exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> because you know why? Because Isaiah tells me, uh, I, I will save your children. Uh, we're standing on that. But just to see that progress and the fact that my my wife uh, can can go to bed without a police scanner on uh, is, is, is huge. And there's moms out there. I know that their hearts are breaking. Man, that's my little girl or that's, that's, that's my, my son. Uh, that's doing that or my daughter-in-law or whatever the case may be understand if you're praying let me tell you something their lives should be getting worse right. don't don't worry right. they should be getting worse you you're not going to look up uh, you can't look up if you're already up right. okay you got to get down in the pit a lot of times where god can really uh, deal deal with the heart yeah, yeah. amen amen amen, amen. okay so we we kind of <laughs> kind of went a little long. That's no, right. that's okay. fine. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's short as long as you want it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, the only thing that I want to say, uh, and this is just for the people listening, um, you know, one thing that we start doing um, towards the last few ones is anybody out there that's listening and, and you feel this is you know speaking to you and you know you want to know more uh, about coming to Christ and mm -hmm. and you know yeah any questions or anything like that you know reach out to us and I'm yeah. sure you'd be willing to answer any questions that yeah, anybody I, might I, have absolutely yeah. man if you're struggling if you're hurting man come 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 to mm -hmm. Valley Christian Fellowship 